What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode. I I stayed true to my promise, you guys. I said I was back, and I'm keeping my word. Uh, this is going to be released on Wednesday, so just a heads up on that. Maybe Tuesday. We'll see when I want to release it. I'm not sure yet. Um, but I'm actually, I know I just said previous episode, I was talking about not talking about relationships as much, um, but I was reading something, and it it just stuck with me and it's something that I've read in the past and actually noted, but I thought it would be important to touch on this and, uh, just touch on this in general, because, you know, I've said before, I think we're in a very interesting point in time when it comes to dating and just the way that societal norms have kind of been, um, formed when it comes to dating these, these days. And I think it's interesting. It's unique. It's new. And there's a lot of, especially in the Western world, just a lot of things changing, and I think that we need to adapt. Uh, you know, this isn't the 1800s. <laughs> I think it's pretty ridiculous to, and I'm not saying a lot of people do this, but some people, specifically men in most cases, will base their paradigms um, on things that, you know, we did in the 17, 1800s, um, early 1900s. And I don't think that there's negatives to all of them. Uh, but I do think that for the most part, we've outgrown a lot of those systems and the way of thinking. Um, and women have adapted too. And some men don't like that. Some women don't like that. But it's the world that we live in. And we're not going to reverse that at this point. So <laughs> I think we need to, like I said, adapt and get used to a new way of living, a new culture of dating, and uh, just a new way of thinking overall. So I want to touch on a couple points. Um, I do get questions, and Michaela does too, about like our relationship. And um, people seem to think we're happy, and we are. <laughs> not going to lie, we are. We're very happy and we don't really argue that much. And uh, it's just a seamless, honestly, relationship and it flows very well. And that's not to say that we don't have our issues because every person in every relationship, whether that's um, a romantic relationship or a friendship, does. Um, but I would say that we do handle things very well. We communicate well. And um, like I said, it's it's very easygoing. Like our relationship is pretty seamless for the most part. Um, so I want to touch on that because I do get questions. I don't just want to openly talk about that because, but we do get questions about that. So I wanted to just highlight a couple of things and just give you guys some food for thought and kind of the way that we approach things and, um, things that have worked and the things that haven't, I guess. So the first thing I wanted to bring up is, and I think this is really important and this doesn't just go for romantic relationships, but like I said, friendships, um, networking and business and just any, any form of, um, encounter that you have with someone that you want it to be long term um, or anything that you're approaching and basically the saying is if you treated the end of your relationship like the beginning of your relationship would there ever be an end and I think that you can apply that to like I said friendships and anything else is like if you treated it the way you did in the beginning um, unless you were terrible in the beginning <laughs> it's a little different but the point of relationships works really well because if you're going into a, like, I'm not just talking about a hookup, like an actual relationship where you cherish this person, you want to be with them and you're making an effort to be the best version of yourself um, because you want to be liked and you want them to, you know, you want them to appreciate who you are and the effort that you're putting in and uh, going the extra mile or whatever that is, you're putting on the best version of yourself, which there can be negatives to that too, because you don't want to pretend to be someone to get into a relationship and fall in love with a false narrative. But the point being... <laughs> If you approach the uh, the ending like you did at the beginning, there would never be an end because, you know, there's early love and you fall in love with that person throughout this process of getting to know them and um, everything's new and fresh and it's just, it's different. So if you can keep that um, in the, f and like just in the front of your mind of like, man, how would I treat this if it was our first week of dating again? 
or what were the things I did then that really clicked and made us, you know, have fun together and we appreciated every little moment and, you know, cause things can get, uh, not boring, but I think you get used to things and the way that our brain works, it just becomes, uh, something, you know, we always want what we can't have. So once you have it, it's it becomes a little bit daunting and it's like, okay, it's the same thing over and over again. So how do you keep that fresh? And I think keeping that in mind has helped me. Um, and I've heard that probably a year or two ago. Um, and I just recently heard it again and it really, it's, it stuck with me and I heard it from someone that's in a very successful marriage and, uh, it shows why, you know, they keep that in the front of their mind. And I appreciate that. Um, just that insight. And so I try and take that approach to not just my relationships, but my friendships and just going above and beyond and asking people like, Hey, if I can be of service in any way, please let me know. Or if I can do anything for you, please let me know how I can be there. And whatever that is, just be, um, you know, I'm not going to say a shoulder to cry on for everybody because you can't take that on, but, um, just be a person that people can come to and be willing to listen and, and help people. I think it's really important. So that would be the first thing. Um, and then the other thing I would say too, which is just pertaining to like this culture of dating and just the societal norms, as I was talking about earlier, is you have to go into things, not thinking short term, uh, unless you're just trying to hook up and have a one night stand, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise. It's not good for the brain. That's been proven, but, um, you know, long-term, uh, short-term gratification wise, it's amazing. But I think you need to go into these things, the long-term way of thinking of who do I want to be with and what are the qualities I want that person to have. And I think you need to get good at identifying those things as soon as possible so that you're not wasting your time and your energy on people that don't deserve it. I've talked about that a lot, uh, over the last couple of years, but it's really important. Like if you're going out into the dating world and you're like, I'm not finding what I want. And someone asks you, what do you want? And you don't have an answer. Then it's not necessarily that you're not finding what you don't or what you want. It's just that you don't really have a clue what that looks like. So it might be right in front of you, but you don't know how to identify it. So I've recommended, um, on calls that I've done in the past and just on the podcast is make a list. Like what are the qualities? And you've probably learned from your past relationships. Like what are the qualities that you realize that you did not want write those down. Uh, and why, why were those red flags? Why did that not work with you? Why did that not mesh well? Where was the communication, whatever it may be. Um, and then for the green flags, like long-term, what are the qualities of a person that you want to be your husband or your wife or your partner? Um, what do they do on a day-to-day basis? Well, you know, when you wake up, what are the things that they're doing to go the extra mile or how do they communicate with you or, um, whatever those little things might be, those are important. Um, and you can't just expect people to know that you want to do all those things. So you should also communicate it. Uh, if you've read um, or know anything about love languages, then you'll understand that. And I'm not going to say that's the end-all be-all of relationships, but uh, it is important to know what makes your partner tick and what's important for them. You know, you want to do nice things for people. So that would be the other thing is like, if you're going out of the dating world, don't just go out with these unrealistic expectations. Understand that there's a dating pool. And in today's day and age, what you're looking for is probably not I'm not going to say it's not realistic, but it's going to be far few and in between. So understanding that you need to know immediately, again, how to identify when someone isn't that so that you're not wasting your time. Um, and that's important. Like I know for me personally, and again, this podcast isn't about me, it's to give back info to help other people. But um, the way that I looked at it is like, if I go on a first date, I'm going to ask a lot of questions <laughs> and it's not, it's not going to be boring and daunting. Like what's your favorite color? And like, no, I don't care about that shit. Get deep. You know, I've, I've talked about some of the questions I would ask in the past. I did it with Michaela too. Like I do it with every person that I went on a date on uh, with, excuse me, and it works. And more often than not, the other person's like, whoa, like this person is, you know, introspective and they have 
a, a deep way of thinking and why would they be asking these questions like clearly something is more important to them than uh, just a hookup or a one night stand or whatever that might be um and look if that's what you want uh, i've said in the past i don't think it's a good idea i just said it again but if that's what you want no judgment like i think there's definitely a learning experience from doing that i just wouldn't encourage that you stay in that lane <laughs> Um, because long-term, like I said, it's just not a good play, uh, for most people. Um, some people would claim that they don't ever want to fall in love and be with one person to each their own. Um, again, I don't think that that really creates fulfillment. Um, but some people might not want to be fulfilled. They just want to enjoy their 60 years of being on this earth or 80 years, whatever that might be and have fun the entire time. So I'm not here to condemn or judge anybody, but, um, if that's not what you're looking for, which is most people that listen to the podcast, then I think um, ask those deep questions when you're on a date and don't make it boring, make it fun. Uh, ask that person what makes them tick. Be like, hey, long term, if you have a partner, like, what does that look like? Like, what are the things that are important for you? Or go into their past relationships and just ask deep, meaningful questions. Um, like, where do you see yourself in the future? And don't say, where do you see yourself in five years? Because it's a dumb question, I think. <laughs> I think it's dumb because, you know, who knows? You can have visions and have expectations of what you want to do, but you could get your legs chopped off tomorrow in a car accident and that might completely change the trajectory of your life. So ask questions as to like, who do you want to become? What's the impact that you want to have? Like, where do you see that tying in with your partner? Like questions like that and go deep, go super deep. And if someone's uncomfortable with those questions, that's probably a red flag because, you know, they haven't thought of those things themselves. And if you're someone that's looking for a life partner, you want to find someone that has thought of those things and they know the answer to those things. Because just like I stated before for you as an individual, if you know what you want and you go out and find someone that doesn't know what they want, that's equally as bad. You know, it's, it just doesn't work. You want to find someone that's like-minded, that knows what they're looking for, that isn't trying to waste time. Um, because in the grand scheme of things, you could say life's long, life's short. You hear it all the time. Um, people with different perspectives. And I think both are true. But I think when you're looking for a partner... Um, you need to go through your experiences, you need to learn from those, but I ultimately do think that life is short. So why waste your time on a bunch of pointless dates and, uh, just surrounding yourself with people that don't really make sense. And you see it a lot with relationships where people just kind of stay in it because they're comfortable. Um, or it's someone for them to lean on, but they ultimately know that leaning on that person is giving them a crutch. And we see that a lot too. And that's a whole different podcast. But, uh, I just think the point is, is like in today's dating pool and just a way of thinking. There's a lot of different uh, ways of thinking. And I think there's some main ones, especially for men and uh, and women too, I suppose, but a little bit different way of thinking. But I think the way that I should uh, (laughs) direct this podcast is if you're a woman that is independent, um, I'm not going to say like, you're a boss ass bitch. Like, I'm not going to frame it like that. It's just like, you're an independent woman. You know what you want. And, you know, you work hard, you're self-sustainable. You don't need someone to come in and provide for you. Like, that's cool. Um, And a lot of men would argue that that's not what they want. They want a girl that's submissive and that's going to do whatever they say and they can go cheat on and um, she's going to be happy because the man's providing for her. I think that's bullshit, personally. Um, I think that's a crutch that a lot of men will say is like, you know, they're just fulfilling their ego. Because I think if you, I think if you find the right woman, this is my personal belief, then there's no need to go out and cheat or have a side bitch or whatever that might be, whatever you want to call it. And sorry to say it that way. I wouldn't typically uh, word it that way, but that's just kind of the lingo. I, I just don't, I think it's an excuse. I think a lot of guys say that stuff of like, well, if I'm providing and fulfilling my duty as a man, then 
why can't I go out and have other women or, you know, satisfy myself however I want? I'm doing my job as a husband. I just think that's bullshit. I think it's an excuse. I think you can't think with the right head on your body. I think you're thinking with your dick. And that's just me being transparent. And a lot of guys would say, no, that's BS. Like if any man was being, you know, true to their DNA and true to what they really want, if you gave a man an option to be in a a healthy and good marriage, but also gave him an option to cheat on the side with no ramifications, every man would say yes. And again, personally for me, I just don't see any fulfillment in that. Um, And I, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, I just don't see the point. It's like, I think our purpose in life is a lot bigger than that. So to have this ideology that, uh, or this mindset of like, if I'm providing as a man, I can do whatever else I want on the side with any woman that I want or whatever that case may be. And the woman has to be loyal to me, but I can go do whatever I want with whoever I want. I don't see, I just don't see (laughs) the point in it. Um, I would much rather find that woman, um, which in this case I have very, very grateful for that, that I can come home to and we have a great relationship. We have a great connection. Um, and we just enjoy each other's company. Like I don't, I don't want to go and hook up with some girl that I see, you know, once every two weeks that and maybe, maybe it's a fun time or whatever, but I don't have any connection with that person. That's pointless to me. Um, I just, again, I think it's an excuse of guys that can't keep their dick in their pants. They don't have any self-control. So that's my way of looking at that. But I say that to say for a woman that's out there that is independent, that's not the guy that you want. I don't think anyone should want a guy like that unless you're some woman that is submissive and uh, you don't want to work a day in your life and you just want to stay at home and take care of the kids and let your husband go out and cheat. If that's what you want, again, I don't judge you. I just don't think that it's very fulfilling. I don't think that there's any... I'm not going to say any. I just don't think there's very many redeeming qualities within that. So teach their own. If that's what you want to do, go do it. But... um. Yeah, I just I say this to say be aware, uh, be aware that there are a lot of men, especially with I spoke about it on the previous podcast, but with you know, young boys that are idolizing these guys like an Andrew Tate, um, or kind of this whole manosphere uh, realm that we've got going on right now, of these guys that and nothing against them personally, but I just really think that they're immature. They sound like fifteen year olds when they're talking on these podcasts or YouTube channels. Um, they sound like they don't know what the hell they want. They sound like they were heartbroken one time and then they based all their ideologies based off of that. And I think they take a very small pool of women, most of them, um, like a Miami, for example, or a larger city like LA. And they base all their ideologies around the women that are in those areas who most times are not women that are independent, are not women that are, you know, creating their own career and doing things and becoming self-sustainable and trying to find a high value man that wants to be loyal to them. And I'm not saying all, I'm saying most, because if you look at areas like that, typically the ideologies are the same people, the same people with the same mindsets are hanging around each other. And if you look at the podcast, such as like a fresh and fit, I would say 90% of the women, if not more that they have on that podcast are submissive women that don't necessarily care if they're in a monogamous relationship. And if that's what you're having your conversations about, of course, it's a biased conversation. You know what you're trying to do on the podcast. You're bringing in these women that you know are going to agree with you or that you're trying to make look stupid because they don't know what they want. And I guarantee you, if I went and handpicked 15 women to go on that podcast, they would fry those freaking clowns. Like nothing against those guys. Sorry to call them clowns, but I just think it's very unrealistic, um, this whole manosphere thing. And uh, I I don't think it makes sense. And on the contrary, too, um, I've talked about other podcasts like uh, Call Her Daddy. I don't think that that's healthy either. And I'm not going to sit here and say that talking about sex is bad or, you know, any of that stuff. I think it's good. 
But I think that the ideal image that they try and portray of a woman, I don't think there's any fulfillment in it. And I think that, you know, and I myself, I'm young, but I think that a lot of these people that are doing these podcasts are in their 20s. And they're not looking at the long term of how these things affect you. And is there fulfillment in it? And are you going to enjoy life when you're 60 if you take this route? And I think if they had some older uh, gentlemen and older women come on the podcast, they would say no. And I, I say that because I've spoke to so many of them. And I'm not above anybody. Like, I'm not trying to say this. But I spoke to hundreds of people when I worked at the, uh, the rec center when I was a kid, the senior center. And just hearing from them, like what they were looking for and the things that they regretted or uh, whether they had a spouse pass away or whatever that might be. I mean, sure, (laughs) there was probably a couple of them that were fooling around with other people or uh, they just fantasized about another woman or man. 100% there's going to be those. But for the majority, um, all of them regretted like a love that never happened for them or they lost their partner and they were never fulfilled the same way. And, um, I think most of them would have said that the most powerful thing that you could do is find a life partner that you can tackle life with and become one, uh, take two brains and and bring that into one. And I think there's a lot more joy in that. Um, especially if you have children too, man, like I don't, I'm not even gonna go down the road, but I just don't see the point in it. Um, and I just, I say that to say on the women's side too, like there's these false ideologies and I think it's. A lot of times some women will say things that they think are going to make them happy. And in reality, they just don't Um, like, yeah, sure. You might have a roof over your head and you've got money in your pocket from your husband. But what are you doing? Like, I I know all the the housewives or the women that stay at home that I've met. They might not openly say it, but you can tell that they're not happy. Um, And that's a sad reality. And uh, I do understand as well that there are women that don't have another choice or they would they would say that they don't have another choice because they come from a third world country or, you know, they were homeless and this is the only option that they have to have a roof over their head. And like every situation is different. I'm not here to judge, but I think going back to the beginning point of this, I feel like I'm talking in freaking circles, but um, just ask yourself, what do you want? And when you identify these things that you don't want, move on, like don't even waste your time. Take that step forward and say, peace. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it might hurt the other person's feelings, but that's okay. Because if you're going into something and you're sacrificing your beliefs to be with someone that isn't really going to fulfill you, you're wasting both of your time. Um, And I think you need to realize that from the get go. And you won't have as much remorse if you tell someone they're not a good fit and just do it in a nice way. But uh, that was really my second point is a long, long winded answer. But understand what you want and why. Make a list of make a list of it if you need to. And also understand the dating pool that's out there right now and just be realistic about it. Um, and understand that it might take some freaking time because there's a lot of immature people out there. And there's a lot of, back to the point I was making, there's a lot of people that idolize um, a person like an Andrew Tate or people in the manosphere or call her daddy or whoever it might be that can have some negative influences. And I think that people base their ideologies off of theirs. And uh, it just, I just don't think it serves us very well for the most part. But anyway, that was the second point. Um, and I guess the third point is, just keep in mind um, while you're dating that it's a really good time to self-reflect. Um, I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but nobody's perfect. And I think if you can come to the table when you have an issue in a relationship and just remember that it's you and the other person trying to fight the issue, not you versus the other person, 
um, and you're trying to solve that together rather than figure out who's correct and just get into arguments because it doesn't serve any purpose, I think the communication will go very far um, and you guys will uh, avoid a lot of the things that don't matter and the conversations that don't matter and the arguments that don't matter and focus on creating a seamless relationship and things that just kind of flow like I was talking about earlier. And the way that you do that is you communicate <laughs> and you don't let things ramp up and never, ever, ever. Mikhail and I have never done this and we never will um, because we've agreed that it just doesn't serve any purpose. Never go to bed angry. Like, just don't do it. Never go to bed angry. Never go to bed without resolving issues. And if something is bothering you, you talk about it. And that might feel weird for the first little while. But I think once you've been with someone for a while, uh, six months or more, I would say, then you start to get comfortable with bringing up issues or things that make you uncomfortable and just approaching it like adults. Like, hey, you know, I don't think you meant anything by this, but I just want to bring it up and let you know how it made me feel. Um, if I'm wrong, that's totally okay, but I just want to let you know where I'm coming from with this and we can talk about it. Like, that's just, it's so easy. And uh, Michaela would probably get mad at me if I said this, but <laughs> I think uh, you do also do have to understand how the other person is wired. So like Michaela is very much zero to a hundred. She's very emotional and uh, I think that's normal. Um, for a lot of people and I understand that about her so I don't hold it against her but I'm very even kill like extremely and I don't let things drag on so like we might get in an argument for example and five minutes later I'm over it I'm like okay we're done and uh for her sometimes it carries out and again that's just we're different humans uh and that's okay so you just need to learn how to approach those situations and communicate about it but yeah guys uh it was supposed to be a short one but I just think there's a lot of points that I'm trying to say in this, but like each one needs its own podcast. So I apologize for dragging some of those things out and probably talking in circles. But the main three points, um, like I said in the beginning, is the first is just imagine you treated the end of your relationship like the beginning and realize that there probably would never be an end if you did that. And apply that to your friendships and your networking and your business and everything that you're doing. And that will take you a long way. Uh, I've seen it for myself personally and just try and keep it in the back of your head. Or front of your head. I never know that saying. Um, second thing is when you're going out and you're dating, understand what you're looking for so that you can avoid the things that you don't and just kind of shortcut that process and not waste your time. And then the third thing is communicate, understand your partner and just understand that it's time to self-reflect when you're in a relationship. And if you decide not to do that, you won't grow and your relationship won't grow either. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And that goes for everything in life. So just some, I just, like I said in the beginning, I wanted to come to the table with some things that might help, um, things that have helped me for sure. And when you're living with someone every single day, you can apply these things and see the differences. So try them out. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM me as always. And if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about, please DM me. I would love some ideas and, uh, I'm feeling a lot better about this. So I'm going to try and maybe do two episodes a week. And, uh, I'd be happy to do that if we've got enough ideas or things that you guys want me to talk about. So I love you so much. And I also want to say a big thank you for the support on the last podcast. I was not expecting it to get that many listens and uh, it did pretty good for not having done one in months. So I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, and as always, uh, the, the rule here is if I had any value, then all I ask is that you share um, to a family member, a friend or anyone that you think could you know, take this and apply it or just, you know, might have a good time listening to it. If it sucked and you hated it, that's okay. <laughs> um, teach their own. Uh, you don't have to share it if that's the case, but if you did, um, please uh, share it, let someone know about it um, or just leave me a review. That would really help. 
But I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Appreciate you. Bye.